0: Inform, inspire, and evolve. Welcome to Creating Community for Good, a podcast dedicated to philanthropy, the love of humankind. Join host Lindsay Simons in a friendly conversation about contributing to good as we bring together community, positivity, and energy to the business of generosity. Welcome your host, Lindsay Simons.
1: Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. I'm very delighted to introduce to you my guest today. She's an executive coach and a senior leadership coach focusing on individuals who have impact at the heart of what they do. And she's been in the industry doing this work for a few decades. I'll let you, Maria, speak a little bit more about your background. But she and I met while we were both board members at the Imagine Bus Project which was a nonprofit that gave art to juvenile justice, to juvenile delinquents. And while they were incarcerated, she then became the fearless executive director and really turned the organization upside down from a moment of financial crisis because it was such a small organization to thriving with a very successful merger with the Success Center partnership there. So Maria Christini, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Lindsay. It's great to be here. So it's funny today because we're doing
0: this little combo back and forth. Tell you a little bit, just briefly, in January 2020, it'll be 20 years that I've been coaching.
1: Wow. Um, 2020,
0: that's very cool too. And I really keep thinking about 2020 vision and helping people gain clarity around their own 2020 vision. And basically in my work, I do help people gain clarity I help them strategize, I brainstorm with them. And I say fortunate place because I get to work with some of the top leaders that are really using their power to make a difference in the world. And people are either wanting to do that or they are doing that. And for me to help them through coaching really gives them the power, the little bit of wind behind their sails to go the extra mile or 10 miles or 100 miles that they really want to go.
1: Tell us a little bit more about your experience as a coach over 20 years and why that's impactful work for you and what kind of changes you've seen with some of the people you've worked with over the time.
0: First of all, the thing I need to say is that coaching has really changed my life. So both from the coaching I've received and the gift that I get when I coach clients Coaching is just an amazing process to me that I've learned to come and trust. There's an arc to it. I know it takes, like every single coaching call creates a shift for the person, but those shifts add up. And over time, the person really changes from the inside out. Of course, they're the same person, but they are more authentic. They are more in touch with what they really, truly desire. They can come to a place of clarity more quickly because they have consistently Achieved these little steps of what they want to achieve, their self esteem and their confidence. And confidence is a funny thing because you think of, I mean, in summary, the most powerful leaders I speak to when they're stepping outside of their comfort zone, which is what leaders do all the time, there's this moment of gulping and like, am I really going to do this or how am I going to do this or I need to think about how I'm going to do this because they're consistently stepping out of their comfort zone and that takes confidence and courage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we walk around thinking we're the only ones that don't have confidence. And I think it's a human condition. Everyone doesn't have confidence. And the more you put yourself out there, what happens is that you get used to moving forward with butterflies in your stomach or whatever it might be. You just get used to that moving forward in the unknown and not knowing how it's going to happen. And you learn to trust yourself in in the moment. I think I got distracted by that part of my answer, but... Oh, I think that's beautiful. Yes. So that's a lot of what coaching is about. And the essence of coaching is that the client is creative, resourceful, and whole and has answers for their own life. So it's not my job to have those answers. My job is really to ask questions and pull the answers from that person. And just fascinates me. You know, I ask someone, what is the vision for your life? And I pause and they have an answer, you know. And sometimes I think, how are they going to answer this right now? But they do. And the more people talk about their vision and what they want, the more that helps them create it because it gets stronger inside of them. And people talk about the gift of coaching is that they have someone to talk to, there's accountability. And I am, I do have their back. I'm there for them consistently throughout the coaching relationship. And so they have our regular coaching calls, but then they can touch base with an email or a quick five minute call, whatever they might need in between. And these are leaders that don't really have, you know, you're either running your own business or you're at the top of your organization or somewhere toward the top. And you can't really go and talk to your boss all the time. You need someone to brainstorm with and clarify your vision and think about what are the next steps. And then you can take that vision to your organization or into your business. So how I do start my coaching relationships, which I think is the question I was trying to answer, is in a very holistic way. So I always start by looking at the person's whole life and what they want, big picture vision and every aspect. And that kind of creates a holistic container for us to work with. So when we are talking about career, or we're talking about relationship or finances, whatever the topic might be, health and fitness. We have the bigger picture that they want to be living into, the vision that they really want overall. And so the puzzle pieces can fit together. I work on people with their core values. And it's really after we've done all of that work that we set goals, like tangible goals, or some kind of metric for maybe a six month period. And we go from there. And then we move into coaching, we talk about leadership strengths, and just I support them on every
1: call. I love that. And, and perhaps you might find some people from this podcast that would be interested in working with you. But the goal is really to help share, spread the lessons in case they can't work with you or they don't have the means or they already have a coach or whatever it may be. They're not interested at the moment. But what can people learn? What can they take away? What would be advice that you would share to the audience that's not working with a coach or not working with you? What are a few pieces of advice that you would? recommend they consider as they look at 2020? Well, okay. I'm one that always looks into the future first. Okay.
0: More works backwards. So I would really say, where do you want to be? What do you want to be celebrating on December 31st, 2020? Okay. so Really think about that. And then really work backwards from there, work backwards to your three month goals. And then if three months from now, I need to be here, then what are the steps I need to take this week to get there? And like I mentioned earlier, we really need to leave space in our day for all that it entails, all that life entails. I really think as humans, we tend to put way too much on our to-do list. So you can have a big, long to-do list, but pick like three things on a sticky note. That is really what you're going to get done today. And you will get all the other things done, but those three things that will have you feeling better and have you moving toward your personal goals, personal professional goals each day.
1: Mm, I love that. I think that the point is very well said of what do you want to be celebrating a year from now or whatever your benchmark is? It could be five years from now, 10 years from now. What do you want to be celebrating when you go to bed tonight that you've done so that you can frame it with something positive? You're framing it with a positive spin. The other thing that really comes to mind is it really
0: does help to share with one or two people, three people, or a community that you have that will only with people that will support you. When you have a new vision or dream, I always suggest sharing it only with the people that will support you at first. Later, you can go to the naysayers because you actually want to hear what they say. But not at first.
1: Okay. That's an interesting perspective.
0: But as you gain confidence, you will share it with more people. And that will create a stronger commitment. Because we tend to keep our promises to other people. Yeah. When you say to someone else, I'm going to do X by such and such a time, then you don't really want to not show up and say, oh, yeah, I failed. (laughs) Or I didn't get that done. Or, yeah, this happened, so it didn't happen. So it builds momentum and it builds a community around your dream.
1: I was actually just invited to become an accountability partner to a very influential and senior executive on one of the podcasts the other day. He said, you know, maybe you should be my person for 2020. We haven't navigated that yet, but if we do, what are some pieces of advice you'd have for me then? So you just said, share your vision with somebody new that's going to be supportive and hold you accountable how can I be the most supportive accountability partner to somebody else? Okay.
0: So what comes to mind is that we do create our vision and we create it very linearly in a linear fashion. We're going to do X, Y, and Z, and it's going to lead to this end result. And it needs to be created that way, but that's not how life happens. And so this person will set goals, say they will do them by a certain time, but it's not always how life is going to happen. And so that's your chance to acknowledge what they did do and then reignite their vision and their dream and their commitment. It's all about their own commitment and how are they going to put that commitment up in front of everything else that might be going on in their life. So the dream is going to be created in a linear way, but it's going to go all over the place. And so, so what's
1: the best phrasing of like how to-, to... Keep bringing them back to the... Okay main road like you don't want
0: to be taking all the side roads like keep bringing them back keep reminding them about why they're doing it why is really important what's their motivation okay make sure it's really heart centered and meaningful for them so when i have people set goals i always have them what's the focus of the goal what's the main focus why do you want this to happen to you what's the motivation why do you want this to be true and then what is the measurable result
1: and the uh. why
0: is really important when you're forgetting, like on a busy day, you have to remember the why.
1: Okay. That's great. And this is a friend. This is not a business opportunity, but I need to be managing it like a business opportunity, I think, or like a colleague. I'm not sure how I want to say this. I want to really be of service is what I mean to say. So like you said, not to follow every wild hair, but to really say, okay, let's go back to the heart of it. And why did you set this five months ago or whatever it is? what's a nice way to phrase feedback when somebody has really gotten distracted and they are not doing what they set out to do and it seems like you're not reaching them or they're not seeing that, you know, what's a way to bring them back and tell them it's really time to refocus?
0: First of all, when you have trust with the person, you can say a lot of truth. You can be truthful, you can be honest, you can have the discussion you need to have. So one is just stating what you see Sometimes it's just stating the obvious. You said you want this, but this is what I'm seeing, or you know, just sharing your truth, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But also stating it and like what I say often is, okay, when I say that, what are you thinking? What comes to mind for you? So you state it and you let go because you might not have it quite right. But by you saying something, they get to bounce back and it often makes them more solid in their own commitment or really I am having trouble because of this. This is what's getting in my way. So the truth will come out and come to the surface. So I don't know if I'm saying that succinctly
1: enough, but I'm getting it. Yeah, I think that's great. I think what you're reinforcing is that it's not my job to anchor them to their goals. It's my job would be to help them to anchor themselves to their goals. And the way to do that is to provide a prompt and then step back, yeah. and let them go through their own process rather than me trying to force them to do something.
0: Yeah, and maybe in here really remembering that they are creative, resourceful and whole and they have the answers. And so you can ask a question, you can be curious.
1: Yeah, um, questions are helpful.
0: Yeah, and out of curiosity, not a question that you already know the answer to or have uh-huh. you know the answer, like just say, this is what I'm thinking when you say that. Does that sound right? Am I on the right path? So really being flexible in that relationship, throw it out there. Sometimes I throw things out there, I'll brainstorm and the client will come back and be like, well, it's not really that, it's this, but it makes them so much stronger in what they believe, which is great. I don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have all the answers.
1: That's great. That's great. I think there are so many questions that I feel like I could ask you. What have I not asked you that you'd really like to talk about or that I should have asked you about? Just something
0: that's coming to mind is clients come to me typically because they want to create some kind of change. I mean, coaching is about creating change, whether it's internal or external, but it's about creating change, different than therapy or consulting. It's its own modality. But clients will come for a particular reason. Maybe they're stuck, they're just kind of hit a plateau, they're not finding their juice, they need to clarify their vision. There's lots of reasons why they come. But then, I have one client right now that's been with me 10 years or some that have been with me for seven years. Now we don't coach as often, maybe once a month, but they still appreciate having someone to brainstorm with, gain their clarity with, someone that has their back, someone that can be a thought partner with them. And so having a, some kind of support system in your life, so I'm not saying it needs to be a coach, although we are pretty good at it
1: professionally trained.
0: So having someone in your life that is an objective thought partner. Mm. And that's the thing about having a professional coach in your life is that I'm not attached to the outcome. I'm not a family member. I'm not someone that they're working with. I'm attached to the person's, I'm not even attached, but I want the person's success that I'm working with. And that's why sometimes I can't work with two people in the same office. Sometimes I can, or in two people in a relationship, it's because I am completely for that one person's success. mean, mm. of course I can when I'm doing a team. So it's just, I'm just saying, I don't know, there's something about the longevity of the relationship sometimes that it becomes their challenges or where they fall back becomes so transparent and they know that they can talk about that and then bounce back.
1: Mm. Find and then keep going. Yeah, I love that. It's a different modality, but the idea of this podcast is to create community so that we can have a sense of continuity and connectedness amidst all the things that we're doing that we're so busy doing. And it feels like the coaching is not the same, but there is some similarity in that we're just humans rooting for each other and trying to shed light on opportunities for pathways where people are stuck. And technology is wonderful, but it's no replacement for the way that we can motivate and push each other as humans through kindness or challenges or whatever it may be. This is the way we're interacting in our complex way of thinking that we're not even cognizant of most of the time. I loved the wheel. I don't know what you call it that you did with me a while ago, a the number of years. Of what is it? The wheel of life. We have just a couple of minutes. I have a few minutes left with you. Would you be able to outline that concept just to shed some light on it?
0: Yeah, that was what I was referring to when I start. We take a holistic picture of someone's life. The wheel of life literally looks like a wheel or a pie, and it has all these segments. So the segments that I use are your space, your physical environment. So your home and your office, then your career, then your finances, Your relationships, so your community and friends, your family, and your significant other. Then your own personal development. What sense do we have of our own personal development, just like we would look at a child? How do we feel about our own personal development? Spirituality, fun and recreation. And then I always leave a blank for something that people want to focus on. We take a measurement of how fulfilled and satisfied are you with this particular area of your life now? So zero to 10. And then what is the 10 vision for that area of your life? And so we and it makes a graphic of some things might be close to zero. Some things might be close to 10. How bumpy is the ride? But that really creates the holistic picture that the person is after. And what happens often is, you know, like people come, often people come to me because of their career. And it feels like career is taking up the whole wheel. And so we want to put that into perspective. And then the other piece about the wheel is that when you bump up your level of satisfaction in any one area, it truly impacts all the areas or multiple areas at the same time. So you don't have to work on all parts of your life. You just have to focus on a few key goals at a time, just like you mentioned earlier, or how we talk about what are the three goals you want to, three focus areas for the next six months. As you focus on those, all the areas bump up, Like your level of fulfillment and satisfaction with life really grows. I love that perspective
1: because as I was thinking about my wheel, I was thinking, how am I going to hit on every one of those 12 points and increase each one of them? But what you're saying is to focus on the most important areas. And I imagine those change over life, over the span of life, and that everything else, all boats will rise when you're seeing traction, momentum, positive reinforcement of your goals being achieved. And how do you encourage people who are young and, well, I don't know if it's young at any age, but I see a lot in the Silicon Valley, there are people who are very aggressively tied to their financial and career goals and that they're letting relationship or health or recreation get either out of control or out of sight. So sometimes the recreation is becoming work hard, play hard, and then everything else, like no time for it. How do you figure out how to support balance?
0: balance is a big one people come with because they are always so overwhelmed and time is always a big constraint and when people are young they're building their lives you know they're buying homes they're having children they're like there's so much going on in their life so there is a time constraint but like fun and recreation truly is one that goes to the wayside or health and fitness but We all know, and they know, anyone I'm talking to knows that when you go out and have a good time and have some good belly laughs with friends, you know, your whole week, your energy is uplifted and you approach everything differently. You will approach that next meeting, next interview, that next potential client connection in a whole different way. You'll have a little different spring in your step. So when people can really remember that their inner joy, their own sense of being able to laugh and have a good time and turn everything off or go for the run or the walk or the sit and meditate, whatever it is that they want to do for health and fitness. When they give that to themselves freely in balance with everything else, it increases what they think they need to be focusing on. It makes it easier. It brings creativity. You could get your next brilliant idea sitting over a cup of tea with a friend instead of plugging away at your computer.
1: I love that you just said that because I did have a long lunch with one of my girlfriends yesterday and we both were thinking, oh gosh, you know, we were supposed to co-work and instead of working as much, we chatted more. And at the end, we laughed and we said, but you know what, this was really good for me. And I feel so much better. And both of us said that and appreciated each other and spread our love. And then we were able to get back into work and just feel a little bit more easeful, positive and easeful and sort of crank things out faster. I think distractions with other human beings is a gift. That's awesome. That's good. And I'm seeing we're right at time. I'm sorry. I would love to have even more time to talk with you, Maria. But thank you so much for all of your support of me personally, but then also to everybody that you work with, um, those who are your clients, those who are in your friend group, and then those who are listening to this podcast. It's really a gift that you offer all of us with your wisdom and strategies and you know, intention of positivity for everybody. I appreciate that.
0: Lindsay, thank you. Every time we've gotten to work together professionally or personally, and the work we've done together for the nonprofit, it's always been a joy working with you. You always bring your best self. So I appreciate you. you and your clients are lucky to have you.
1: Oh, thank you. It's well, very thanks good. for I'm having right me. Right back at you. Thank you. And happy holidays to you. Hugs to Brasha and the boys and all your family. Talk to you another time. Bye. I'll a video to you. Thanks. All right. Bye.
0: With this latest valuable episode, we'd love to thank you for joining us on the Creating Community for Good podcast. If you found today's show valuable, simply visit our website, creatingcommunityforgood.com to leave
1: a review as well as to get access to additional resources and relevant links from this show. Stay tuned for more episodes.